Blog Talk Radio. All right. I want to welcome Dr. C.T. Montgomery, Dr. W.D.L. Nilmore, Hilbertson, Jackson, Wallaby, Higgins, Higginbottom, Dr. Jackson, Dr. Leroy Montgomery, and Chaplain John Durden. We are having a teaching on 30 reasons why miracles don't happen, and Chaplain Durden will make his opinions of what he learned to his fellow fellow brothers and sisters in Christ that's out there. Let's want to thank Reverend Humphreys from also joining. So let's get into the Word. And after that, we'll have discussions with Chaplain John Durden. You can also call me at air code 646-378-1857. That is the call-in number for the blog talk if you wish to come into the room now. The Assistant Pastor Michael Smith will be there to answer questions if I over-succeed this teaching on our radio segment. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus of Nazareth, how that God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, and who went about doing good, healing all that was oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Lord, use me as your oracle. We take authority over every spirit of, of the mind, fleshly mind, Colossians 2:19. Lord, that thing is vicious. And Father, we thank you that your word tells us that we should have the mind of Christ. And Father, I pray that those who hear this word will be blessed and quickened in their spirit to receive your word. Not my words, but your words. For in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word became flesh in John 1.14. We thank you for you dying at Golgotha for us and for shedding your blood for mankind. In the precious name of Yeshua HaMashiach, we pray. Amen. Shalom to my Israeli audience. God bless Israel. We support Israel. Curse those who curse Israel and bless those who bless Israel. Genesis chapter 12, 2 and 3. And I want to thank all of my Israeli brothers out there. And I want to thank the Israeli military for doing a wonderful job protecting your homeland that God has given you. I am pro-Israeli. I do not believe in sharing. The Palestinians should share no land with the, with the Jews, Jewish people. God did not say that was a land. God gave it to the Israelis. And it's not for any government to step in and try to share what God has given to them. Don't even touch it, because if you do, you will definitely get done out by Elohim, Yahweh, Jehovah Nisi, God. Okay, 30 reasons why miracles don't happen in people's lives. Before we start this off, I would like you to turn to the epistles of Romans. For those who don't know, the Apostle Paul, he wrote a third of the New Testament. The Apostle Paul had two citizenships. He had a, a Roman citizenship, and he had an Israeli citizenship because of his parents. His name was Saul of Tarsus. He was a tent maker, and the Bible says he was bow-legged. He made tents for a living. He was a Pharisee, and he knew the law very well. And he murdered Christians prior to his conviction. The Lord sent the Apostle Paul to minister to the Gentiles, and he sent Peter to minister to the Jews. Now, we know in God's word that the salvation is for the Jew first and then for the Gentiles. But we have all have been engrafted into Christ Jesus by his blood and his miracles. Paul speaks of something that's very, very vivid if we listen. You have not really encountered God unless you have encountered a miracle. 
And in Romans chapter 15, verse 19, it says, Through mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God. So, watch this. Through mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and round about unto Lacissium, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. The gospel of Christ is preached fully when you receive miracles. Why does people don't receive miracles? I'm going to show you some reasons of what the Bible says why, and I'm going to share with you the experiences that I have received by being in ministry and seeing people lose their faith by not standing forth on God's word and confessing it. I can't make a miracle for you. I can agree, but I can't zap no miracle on you. I've had people say, come on, give me something. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm a vessel. If the Lord comes upon me, you need to put your trust in the Lord, not the preacher. Not saying that I can't, because the Bible says we can do all things through Christ Jesus. And nothing is impossible in God, Mark 9, 23. All things are possible for him that believes. The Bible is very simple. We make it complicated. In Romans 16, 19, it says, for your obedience. Now, this is where miracles come in at. This is where the blessings come in. Everybody goes to these, to these churches, and they get up here, and they're talking about, I'm highly favored. If you're not submitting to your husband, how are you going to be highly favored and say, why I submit to your husband in everything? If the man is not submitting to Jesus, how are you going to be blessed and highly favored? It blocks your blessing. No one talks about what blocks blessings. They get up in church like everybody's qualified. I see a blessing coming to you, and now it's over. Well, there may be some sin in that person's life that's blocking them from the blessing. Let somebody have some word of knowledge to install it into a person so they can get corrected from the spirit of error, 1 John 4, 6. This is why sometimes you don't see miracles. Most people, when they are believing for something, they have doubt in their heart. They'll doubt God. They'll get you. They'll call you. They'll get you to pray with them and agree with them. And the minute they don't feel good, they call you back. It ain't about a feeling in faith. Nowhere that the Bible says we walk by feelings. It says we walk by sight, not by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. I'm sorry. We walk by faith, not by sight. So miracles is based on you. And tonight you're going to be very shocked as God shows you something. In Romans 16:19 it says, For your obedience has come aboard unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf, but yet I will have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. This is not hard. This is good and simple. Very simple, the simplicity of Christ. What stops miracles? When you believe something and you don't see the manifestation come instantly, that's where your faith is going to be challenged. Well, you don't see it the next day. Well, let me think the Lord... Did the Lord forgive me? There go that doubt. And now you're expecting for a miracle and you crack your armor with some doubt. Once you believe, just believe. Don't put no time limit on when God's going to bless you. If you believe for him to bless you in the next hour, believe that. And if he blesses you in the next hour, according to his will, not saying that you don't believe it, believe that. If not, continue and stand on your proclamation until you get your healing. 
people get impatient and they just want God to just zap them. Zapping don't come overnight. There are zappings, but be realistic about this. You get yourself in a lot of sin, and then you, you all of a sudden, now you're coming to the Lord, now you want the Lord to just, just heal me instantly. You know, you sow what you weep. Whatsoever man soweth that she also weep. Make sure that you got all that sown and all that evil stuff out your, out your life so that you can get a miracle. There are things that prevent miracles. No one talks about that. It's not that I'm against miracles. I am for miracles. But you have to teach the Bible universally, and you have to teach it with balance. And we see too many pastors jumping on the pot and say, how are you going to get blessed? The blessing is going to come to you, and you go home, you don't even submit to your husband. But yet you go listen to the preacher all day, you don't submit to your headship at home. Now, then you want God to bless you. God's not going to bless you when you're out of order. You have to fall in the word of the Lord, and you men, you want to get blessed. You want the Lord to bless you with a car. You want him to get this for you. You want him to do that for you. And your whole animosity and bitterness in your heart towards your wife. And then you asking God to heal you because you got high blood pressure. But yet you don't want to uh, talk to your wife. You mad at your life, your, at your at your wife. But yet you go run and cut the church yard and clean the church up all day. You're, you're wasting time and gas. The Bible says, likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. And as being heirs together of the grace of life, watch this, that your prayers be not hindered. Now, if you can't get it together with your wife, here you expecting God to give you a miracle? You see, we got to be realistic about this. Line up with God's word, and God's word will work. Undeveloped faith, faith that grows like a mustard seed when actions is applied to knowledge. Example of the words are found in Matthew 8.26. Let's go to Matthew 8.26. In Matthew 8.26, the Bible says, And he said unto them, Why are ye fearful? O ye of little faith. That stops your miracles right there. It's your faith that you got to have to get a miracle. I don't know how much faith you got, but if you don't listen to the word of God, the word of God a lot, I know you don't have no faith. Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God in Romans 10, 17. So therefore, if you are respecting a blessing from God, do you hear the word a lot? Do you meditate on his word? Are there anything in your heart that can creep out the miracle? Oh, there are things that can creep out the miracle. We're, we're showing you tonight reasons why miracles don't happen. Are you one of the ones that qualify for the miracle? Are you one of the ones that don't? Let's see who qualify and let's see who don't. Please turn with me to Mark chapter 4. We're talking about miracles. But Jesus here describes certain people receiving the word of God, some benefiting from it, and some not benefiting from it. Every man has a measure of faith. And you're going to be really shocked to see that when you ask God for a miracle, are you one of the ones that qualify, that receive the word 30, 40, and 60, and bring forth a return of the harvest because you've sown the seed to the word of God, you give your tithes, you meditate, you don't have any bitterness against your wife, you're running your family in order if you're single, you respect your mother and father, your parents, Ephesians 
Some of some some of you people are expecting for miracles from God, and you treat your mama and daddy like hell. And then you expect God to give you, because you go run, jump up in that church, and he, ha, 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 Jesus. And you go up in there with all that old religious demons. And then you expect God to bless you, and you don't even read the Bible. You don't meditate day and night. The Word of God says meditate day and night. It takes work to become a Christian. This ain't easy. The Bible says you've been bought with a price. 1 Corinthians 6.20, ain't nothing free. Nothing. Jesus says you was bought with a price. Are you the ones that have sown the word, received it, and brought forth a return for your miracle? Are you one of these? Let's look. Mark 4.1. The word of God says, And he began again to teach by the seaside, and there was gathered unto him a great multitude, so that he entered into the sea, into the ship, and sat at the sea. Now, why did Jesus Christ go into the water where his back faces the ocean when people was by the mountain? Because it echoes. The Lord knows what he's doing. Go to Israel in the Sea of Galilee. I've been there. I've taught on the Sea of Galilee. And when you go there, you can speak and you can hear a person because the air and the sound waves in that area can bounce off. That's why everybody was able to hear Jesus. And the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. And he taught them many things by parables and said unto them in his doctrine, Hearken, behold, there went out a sword to sow. Now, we're talking about miracles, so we got all day now. This ain't talking about sowing. We're talking about sowing the word of God and abstaining it, keeping it in you, where the devil can't take it away from you. Some of you praying for miracles, and you don't, and the next day you doubt in God. The next day, then the devil start attacking you and get you going and start thinking and figuring things out. He's going to steal that prayer from you when you're shooting some stuff off in your fleshly mind. I want all of you briefly for a minute to turn to the book of Colossians. And please pay close attention to this. In Colossians 2.18 it says, Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humanity and worshiping of angels. Intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. It doesn't say nothing about no spiritual mind. That's your natural mind. And that's what choke out your miracle. The Bible says that the carnal mind is an enemy against God, Romans 8, 6. Your thought process can destroy your miracle. But I don't believe the Lord's going to hear me. Let me go call this other hot line. And let me go call this other preacher. And go, let me go call this other preacher. And then you go call this other preacher. And then you need to get some deliverance. He said, give me $2,000. And then you go give him $2,000. And then you get mad at God because God didn't do the healing. Of course, you didn't go to God. You went to the preacher. You need to go to the Word and make sure that the Word is sown in you in order for you to get your miracle. Hearken in Mark 4.3. Hearken, behold, there went out his soul. What's the soul? And it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. Is that you? 
time you hear the word, so you praying for a job. And time you hear the word, here goes some doubt and unbelief. So your cousin called you, that bloodline mess. I don't mess with family like that. Jesus says, those who do the will of my Father in heaven, the same is my mother, brother, and sister. Matthew 12, 46 and 47. Now, if Jesus said that, why don't you act like that? No, you got a soul tie with somebody that ain't even saved. And you agree to this person for a miracle? And you expect that God's going to answer that? He's in prayer that person ain't even saved, man. If the person is born again and saved, agree together. The Bible says where there are two or more gathered together, that therefore that I am in the midst. Both believe that you will be healed and believe that and stand on it. Amos 3.3 3 says, how can two come together unless they agree? Use the scripture. Now, Matthew 12, 46 and 47, Jesus outlines true family. So he's saying the physical family is not a true family. Most people can't accept that. But the spiritual family is above the natural family because in the natural family, you got uncle, cousin, Joe. He may not be saved, and this other may be saved. And they say, that was a, they was a Christian since they was a child. They ain't speaking in tongues. They don't know the word. Since so that means that you ain't supposed to say that to them because they've been a Christian since they've been a child. They're 62 and in poverty. That's true. I don't want that type of Jesus. I don't want a Jesus that's not going to be prosperous to me. The Bible says that God wants us prosperous in everything. Above all, I wish that your soul prosper, even as you prosper. Third John 1, 2. So being prosperous is having a miracle in your life because you are prosperous to bleed. And you are not going to allow the fowls of the air. The fowls of the air, those are spirits. Just as well as Jesus says that spirits work in the atmosphere. Demons are in the atmosphere of the children of disobedience. So you, with a child of disobedience, you're going to try to pray for them for a miracle. It ain't going to happen. Wherein, in times past, you walked together, according, here it is now, Ephesians 2, 2, wherein in times past, ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. And you in agreement with a person that's in disagreement, that's, that's, that's disobedient to the word of God. Well, how do you think God's going to hear that prayer? See, we got to use wisdom. Mark 4, 4, Mark 4, 5. And some fell on stony grounds where it had not much earth. Immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. Now he's talking about the word of God. If you listen to this parable, you can probably see why you're not getting miracles. But when the sun was up, it was scorched. And because it had no root, so you ain't got no root of the word, it withered away. You're going to fade out. Mark, Mark 4, 7. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. Why did it yield no fruit? Because the thorns grew up and choked it. Some of you are praying for miracles, and the thorns is choking you out. Doubt, skepticism, your mind is running so fast that your spirit can't control it. And then you get frustrated. Patience. We have to have patience and develop our spirit. You see miracles every day. God blesses me every day. I tell my family, my check that I get, that don't pay no bills here. The Lord blesses me through ministry. That's where my income comes from, the Lord. Whatever I get, the Lord blesses me. I'm not proud to say I went to a food bank and the Lord told me to go there. I went there. Nice hand. Not that I want nothing free. Obey his spirit and God blesses in all kind of ways. And you'll get a miracle. 
in Mark 4, 8, and others fell on ground, on good ground, and it did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some 30 and some 60 and some 100. Is that you? Now, watch this. If the Bible says, and others fell on good ground and did and and did yield no fruit. Now, why did it didn't yield any fruit? Watch this now. And others fell on good ground. Now, this is the word going on good ground, a ground that's good. Watch this. And did yield fruit that sprung up and increased and brought forth some 30 and some 60 and some 100. That's what God's word says when you do it right. Now, watch how Jesus is going to explain how you can mess it up. And he said unto them, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Verse 10. And when he was alone, they that were above him with the twelve asked of him the parable. And he said unto them, unto you is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables, that seeing they may see, and not proceed, and hearing they may hear, and not understand. Least at any time they should be converted, and their sins should be forgiven them. And he said unto them, Know ye not this parable, and know then will ye know all parables. The sower sowed the word. Now watch this. And these are they by the wayside when the word is sown. Watch this. And when they have heard, look who's coming. And people talking about, why do you talk about the devil? Well, you better listen to this one. And these are they by the wayside when the word is sown, but when they heard, Satan comes immediately. You don't think the devil's going to not come immediately to stop that blessing? Going to put in your mind, put some old crazy thought in your mind to make you lose your miracle. And then you're going to go get mad at the preacher because he ain't agreeing with you granted. Or he's not doing what you want him to do. You, he ain't, the preacher can't give you the miracle. Jesus in your faith, the preacher can only disagree with you. That is all. He's transferring spirit from, the, from God in heaven through him. Now, if the power of God moves through him to heal, then make sure that you know that's Jesus in him. That is not you. Someone is at the door. Okay, now, let's read this again. And these are they by the wayside. Someone was at the door, I'm sorry. And these are they by the wayside when the word is sown. Watch this now. But when they have heard, Satan comes immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. That's probably why you don't get no miracle. You didn't even know that the devil can do that. Now that you know that the devil can do that, Stop him so you can get your miracle. I can't do that. It's your free will. 
The Bible says, he that wishes to be righteous, let him be righteous. And he that wishes to be evil, let him be evil. Revelation 22, 11. You've got a free will. Take your free will and believe God's word. Mark 4, 16. And these are they, likewise, which were sown on stony ground. Now watch this. Who, when they have heard the word, they hear the word of God, watch this, immediately receive it with gladness. Now watch this. Verse 17 and have no root in themselves. That means they're not rooted in the word of God. And then you expect a miracle for someone like this. This is why you're not getting your miracle. Watch this now. And have no root in themselves. And so endure but for a time afterward. Watch this. When afflictions or persecution arise, for the word's sake, watch this, this is persecution, I go into persecution. If you don't believe the persecution word, start teaching about demons. Call somebody in your house, four or five people, do it, do, it, do it about four or five times a week. I guarantee you, you're going to get attacked. Because the devil don't like you to expose him. And now look what Jesus says, and have no root in themselves, and so endure it for a time. Afterward, when afflictions and persecution arrive, for the word's sake now, that's for the, you're, getting, you're getting attacked by them because you're teaching the word. Immediately they are offended. Watch this. Verse 18, is this you? And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word. Watch this now. They can hear the Bible, but when them bills start coming, it chokes it. Watch this. And these are they that which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things enter and choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. Now, here's the ones that receive the miracles. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, that's faith, faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17, and receive it. By receiving it by what? Faith. The gestures of by faith, Habakkuk 2, 4. And bring forth fruit. The fruits of the Spirit, Galatians 5.19, and the fruits of the Holy Spirit, Galatians 5.20. 19 flesh, and the rest is spirit. So what fruit are you bringing? What fruit are you bringing for your blessings and for your, for your miracle? Now, if you bring in the flesh, you ain't going to get no, no, no miracle. Well, what's the flesh? Let's read. Now, the works of the flesh are manifested, which are these. Now, if you operate in this, here's some reasons why you're not getting no miracles. One, adultery. You ain't getting no miracle with that. Fornication. You ain't getting no miracle with that. Uncleanness. You ain't going to get no miracle with that. Lasciviousness. That's wanting something that's not yours. You're not going to get no miracle with that. Idolatry. That's, that's design anything and everything more than God. Witchcraft. Now, let me show you what this is. That's control. Anytime you try to force somebody, control somebody, make somebody serve God, hey, that's not for you to do. Controlling anybody. Women sometimes can try to control men uh, if they're married trying to restrain sex from them. Or a man can, can try to control a woman because she's not working, being hard to her and being a, a, like a dictator. That's not God. That's witchcraft. That's witchcraft and it's evil. Witchcraft, viruses, emulations, wrath, seditions, and heresies, envying, murders, drunkenness. And you want a miracle if you operate like that? 
and rambling, and such like of this which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past, watch this now, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So you ain't going to get into the kingdom of God if you do that. Why are you going to expect a miracle if you're living like that? Unbelief can really block people from receiving miracles too. Turn to uh, Mark chapter 6, verse 1. Unbelief blocks you from receiving miracles. Unbelief. I can't, I can't stop your blessing. You can stop your blessing with your unbelief. See, everything goes back to you. The Bible says work out your own salvation with trembling and fear. When you work out your own salvation, that is based on your obedience, and, you will, and God will meet your needs. Let me tell you something. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. That's your miracle. And all these other things should be added unto thee. Matthew 6.33. The church got it wrong. And they don't explain to people what can stop their miracles. Well, you're seeing it tonight. Go to Mark chapter 6, verse 1. Now, I hope that you got a good picture out of Mark chapter 4. Because it gives you an illustration of what people do, how some people react to the Bible. The cares of the world. The word getting choked out of their heart because they don't study the word. Imagine you going four or five days of no food. No physical food now. That's how your spirit is when you don't, teach, you don't read the Bible. Your spirit is so weak. That's why you don't have faith. That's why you analyze. This is why you start figuring stuff out. How am I going to get this done? Because the natural man is stronger than the spiritual man. The psychicus, the soul man, interferes with the faith and blocks miracles. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 1, Mark, I'm sorry, forgive me. In Mark 6, 1, he says, and he went out from there and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when he, and when the Sabbath day, that was Saturday, was come, he began to teach. He never preached on no Sunday. Jesus never preached not one sermon on Sunday. Everything is the Sabbath in the New Testament. Not one. And all these preachers up here doing the opposite of Jesus is pitiful. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach the synagogue. And many hearing, he was astonished and saying, But well, where have this man these things? And what wisdom is this is given unto him? That even such mighty works are walked by his hands. He can do it if you believe in him. Unbelief will block that. Let me show you how unbelief gets in your way. You praying for a miracle. Okay? Uh, say, for instance, you, uh, you pray it. I had a bill come here, and I, I discussed it with my wife, and I said, Lord, and the Lord said, just pray in the Holy Spirit. I wasn't thinking about how I can get done, and all of a sudden the Lord told me what to do. You see? Unbelief comes when you're trying to figure it out, and see, if you're praying for a miracle, it's not your job to figure it out, and the minute you start looking at the circumstances, and it's not going the way you want it to go, you're going to be heading for some trouble because the Bible says we don't walk by sight, we walk by faith. You violate the God's word, and when you do that, it hinders your life. The word says in 2 Corinthians 4.18, while we look not at the things which are seen. Now, you believe in for a miracle now. We're talking about why miracles don't work in people's lives. While we look not at the things which are seen, but 
at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Temporal, eternal. Keep your belief. Now, I'm about to say something that a lot of you may not understand, but this is very simple. Do you know unforgiveness can stop you from getting a miracle? You won't forgive nobody. You get mad three, four, five months about somebody. You know you're hurting yourself, and every time you do that, you got to pay it back. We forget the laws of sowing and weeping. Now, don't forget in your life how you treat people. What you do is based on how God bless you. But you're praying for a miracle. And you done gave folks hell. And, you, and, and, and you've been hard on people. And you're praying for a miracle. Well, you're going to have to weep that bad. Some of you are weeping when the time you should wait and get all that bad weeping stuff out the way so the harvest can come. Because you're going to pay back. God says you're going to pay it. See, we cannot, we try to run away from God, and we get in this Christianity where we just teach the good stuff and say, I see a blessing coming upon you. Instead of telling that person the truth, look, the Lord tell you the truth, you've got something in your heart, you need to clean out your heart and get your heart right with God so you get blessed. That's what people need to be hearing. I don't like to get prophesying on people. The Spirit ain't told me to do that. The Lord told me, let the Word do it. Now, I ain't got nothing against prophecy because the Bible speaks of prophecy. I believe in the prophetic. I believe in all fivefold gifts of the ministry, the laying on of hands, the prophets, the pastors, the, the prophets, the teachers, Ephesians 4.1, 1 Corinthians 12.28. I believe in all of that. Okay? So I'm not going against that. But what I'm trying to say is that people need to have proper balance in the Word of God so they can be taught. Because God said in the church, first, apostles, secondary prophets, thirdly, teachers, after that, miracles. Well, why not? We don't see miracles. Look, God sets it in the church why it is not being manifest. First Corinthians twelve twenty eight, and God has set some in the church first apostles. Now, the word apostle means sent one. So, if you're not sent to do nothing, you're you're not an apostle. So, people say, "What are you about, apostle? Is everybody apostle now? They I really don't like it. Just call you know, I'm fine with Brother Emmett because I don't titles don't mean nothing to me, but I have to. Because the Lord has appointed me and sent me. The apostle means sent one. I am sent to do internet radio. This is the only internet radio station in the United States that is a deliverance radio station 24 hours a day. The only one for the past nine years. Where is miracles? Why don't you see miracles? Miracles are part of the church. Go look at First Corinthians twelve twenty eight, and God has set in the church first apostles, secondary prophets, thirdly teachers. After that, look at this miracles. Why, why isn't that there? Because I really believe people have been mistaught. People have been mistaught. So you sowing and weeping. Go to Galatians chapter six, and you want a blessing. I, I hope that you're right when you're doing it. Because we got to understand that if we obey God, I really believe miracles will come faster than what you think it is. We got to line up with God's word. If there's a thing that God won't do for us. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, it says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For what's a man soweth, that she also weep. You praying for a miracle. You don't know when the weeping time is going to be. 
And then you get mad at God in America. Ask the Lord, well, Lord, am I, am I suffering for what I've sown in wheat? Because your word says that. Talk to him like that. You want to find out the problem of why you're not getting the miracle. You believe him, but you don't see the miracle coming. So find out why. What are you doing? I guarantee it's something that you're doing. God produces all the time. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. Galatians 6, 8. So if you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. How are you going to get a miracle from that? You've been fornicating 30 years. Now you get saved. Next week you expect a miracle. You got to pay. You have to pay. You got to bite it. You have to pay. And that ain't taught in church. Yes, you have to pay. The Bible says you have to pay. Here it is. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh weep corruption. So you've been in the flesh, and all of a sudden, instantly, you got saved. Now you want the Lord to heal me. You've been, you know, you've been stealing from people for 30 years, lying and hustling. And now you just want God just to boop, wipe it away. But he could. But you have to pay. For he that soared to the flesh shall of the flesh weep corruption. But he that soars to the Spirit, he go to miracles, shall weep everlasting life. Now, unforgiveness, let me go back to that, blocks people. That's right. You hear you praying for a miracle and you mad at somebody. You know, people do that. Man, I, I, I had a, a lady about eight, nine years ago, me and Sister Durgan, we had an office. And her and her husband would come for the ministry of deliverance diligently. They would come and they would really hear the word of God. And it was time for her to get some deliverance. And when we carried the man through, and the man was all beat up. And she said, I will not forgive my husband. I'm not going to forgive him. But you guys can come on and cast these demons out of me. That's what she said. She said, I'm not going to deal with him, but y'all can come on. And she go to that church all tithing and jumping all up and down. And come home to that man and say, what well, the pastor say? The pastor say. And she married that man. And the pastor say, well, there ain't no pastor going to teach my wife because I know the word. That's a man's job. Teach your wife the word of God. But here she go running to some other man. And this man here is her husband. But she don't want that because she was mad at him about something. You know the Lord told us, we can't help you. She said, what, 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 what do you mean? I said, go to Isaiah 59 too. You know that woman got mad at me and threw the Bible down? I showed her what uh, Isaiah 59 2 said. She got mad at me. The Bible says in Isaiah 59 2, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you. Watch this now, that he will not hear. That's very dangerous. And you are praying for a miracle, and you won't forgive your wife? You praying for a miracle, and you got hate in your heart? Towards your uncle or someone who done something to you nine years ago? And you want God to heal you on your terms. No, it don't work like that. So remember, unforgiveness really messes you up. It'll mess you up if you forgive. You have to forgive people. You have to forgive people. You have to forgive them. Because you only hurt yourself when you don't do it. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 23, the Bible says, Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there remembers thee that thy brother have an altar against thee, uh, 524, leave there thy gift 
before the altar, and go thy way first, be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gifts. People don't want to do that. They want to go tied to God. God bless me to hell with this person over here, and you mad at them. You talking about hallelujah. You're double-minded. Most people do not get any blessings for miracles because they're double-minded. The Bible speaks of double-minded two times. In James 1.8 and James 4.8. 1.8.4.8. Remember 1.8 and 4.8 of James. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You're double-minded. You're schizophrenic. You have two minds and you want God to believe you. You doubt in God one day and the next day you believe in God. This is why certain miracles don't happen to certain people. Now, if some of you line up for this, it's for you. This is not for everybody because some of you are doing this. Jesus said, I did not come to heal on earth to heal those who are healthy. I came to heal the sick. I'm talking about those who are out of line with God, who have had some sin. I hope this teaching has taught you that there is some sin there that can hinder you from receiving your blessing. Also, in James, it could be double-minded that can hinder your miracle. In James one, uh, James 4-7, the Bible says, Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Verse 8, draw nigh to God, that means draw close to God, and he will draw near to you, come close to you. Cleanse ye your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. That can block miracles. Unforgiveness and double-minded can block miracles also. When you have an intimate relationship with God, if you have an intimate relationship with God, I personally believe that you can get anything you want if you have an intimate relationship with the Lord. There are three scriptures that I would like for you to look at. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. But God had revealed unto them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Get into the deep things of God, and you'll see miracles. Turn to Daniel chapter 2, verse 22, and also Psalms chapter 25, verse 14. In John 6, 2, it says, There is a great multitude following him, because they saw his signs, which he performed. And those who were diseased, Jesus wanted them to know the bread of heaven. The people wanted God for what he did and the blessing. Jesus says, I want a heart relationship. Are you coming to God? Lord, just bless me. I've had people tell me that they, they, get, uh, they want to get deliverance and get cleaned up so they can go back out and sin. I've had some witty wackos. I said, well, what's the purpose for you coming to deliverance? Well, so I can get this blessing and go back out and sin. That's a double-minded person. They're born again Christians saying that. God wants a heart relationship. Why some people worship God? Because of money? Yeah, that's the wrong reason. You may have the wrong uh, 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 fix of salvation in your heart, and, and this is probably why you're not receiving a God's blessing. you got to come to, to the Lord because you're sincere. You know, I don't like people using Christianity based on prosperity or monetary value. You know, in, in Europe and in Africa, Christians don't act like that. Only in America they act like that. Only in America do they act like that. Because America teaches that garbage. People of these big mega churches, they ain't teaching a damn thing. But piss and dung. Second Kings 18.27. Let me show you what piss and dung is. They teaching piss and dung. The Bible calls it piss. And the Bible calls it dung. Second Kings 
18, 26, and 27. I'll show it to you. Second Kings 18. Uh, first Kings, I got the wrong one. Second Kings 18. I got a brand new Bible, so I, please forgive me this Bible. It's new, man. I don't like new Bibles, really. I got to buy another one. I'm going to get the other Bible. Wait, wait a minute. I'm going to show you where the Bible says he's a pissing down. And and some of you got that type of diet, and, and uh, you expecting God to bless you, and you you eating dung. Second Kings. Eighteen, verse twenty-seven. Second Kings eighteen twenty-seven. But Rashika said unto them, "Hath my master sent me to thy master and to thee to speak these words?" Some of you got nothing but dung in you because you ain't heard nothing right. You've been heard just a whole lot of hooping, and you gonna try to grow faith and miracles on hooping. But Rashika said unto them, "Hath my master sent me to thy master and to thee to speak these words? Have he not?" sent me to the men which sat on the wall that they may eat their own dung and drink their own piss with you? Some of you receiving some light doctrine of the word of God is not rooted in God's word. It's emotionalism. And you expect God to bless you for that. Now, 2 Kings 18, 27, the same thing is also in Isaiah chapter 36, verse 12. It shows you how accurate God's word is. It's the same thing in the book of Isaiah. If you go to Isaiah 36, 12, Isaiah 36, go to verse 12. But Rashika said, Have my master sent me to thy master? The same thing. And to thee to speak thee words? Has he not sent me to the men that sit upon the wall, that they may eat their own dung and drink their own piss with you? Identical, the same thing as in 2 Kings 18.27. God's word is accurate. That was thousands of years apart from that. So are you getting the right dose of the word of God? See, I listen to Derek Prince. I don't listen to no garbage. I listen to Derek Prince, Apostle John Eckhart, Derek Prince, Apostle John Eckhart, on faith, I listen to Frederick Casey Price. Some people may be against him. Hey, he's a good faith teacher. I don't have time to listen to somebody talking about changing my world on finances. I, I don't need nobody to teach me to do that. You don't even need a ministry to do that. All you got to do, let me show you how that wipe that out. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things should be added unto thee. If you're in a dose of another Jesus gospel, I guarantee you, you're not going to see miracles because there is another Jesus. The Bible says he that come and teach another Jesus, Second Corinthians. The Bible speaks of another Jesus. That's a false doctrine, God. That's a false Jesus. That Jesus cannot heal. That Jesus cannot bring miracles. 
And the Bible definitely tells us and warns us about this other Jesus. Where is it at in the Bible? Here. In 2 Corinthians 11, 4, it says, But if he that cometh preaching another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit which ye have not received, or another gospel which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear well with him. You may be with another Jesus, a spirit of error, that can block you from receiving miracles. Another reason why miracles don't happen is because of sin. Sin separates you away from God. Pride is a curse, Psalms 119, verse 22, verse 21. If you've got pride operating in you, you can forget about a miracle. A form of godliness, you ain't going to get no miracles with that. A form of godliness, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5. You're not going to get a miracle operating with a form of godliness. God wants you to live righteous inside. And he knows who's living, and he knows who's living righteous and not. That's why God is a good God, is a just God. He rewards those who diligently seek him. This is how you get a miracle. Stand in the word of God. You want instant pops. That can happen. But you know what? What if it didn't happen? The Bible says that my ways are not your ways, neither are my thoughts yours, saith the Lord. Isaiah 55, verse 8. God works on his terms. You've got to lock in and find out how he works and fall with him, and you will get your miracle. Turn to 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 5. 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 5. Having a form of godliness, and you want a miracle operating like that. Having a form of godliness, watch this now, but denying the power. The Bible says that you should receive power after that, the Holy Ghost, Acts 1-8, you have certain churches that teach that not, they don't even teach on the Holy Spirit, neither the power on it. They have an outer form of righteousness. That's the Catholic Church. I was Catholic. Nothing but performance. These old dead Episcopal churches, they ain't teaching nothing. They mix in the Word of God with homosexuality. Those type of churches don't give you nothing. That's why you got to come out of them. Come out of them, say the Lord. Be separate. Come out of them, Second Corinthians 6-17. And get the power of God. The kingdom of God is not in words, 1 Corinthians 2, 4, but in power. And when you got power, you have miracles. Nothing can stop the power of God. God can do anything and everything. Now, I want to show you something. In 2 Corinthians, I'm sorry, in 1 Corinthians, chapter 4, verse 20 says, But the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Power brings miracles. Another thing that stops miracles is you kind of limit God. you got a limitation on God. Please turn to Psalms, chapter 78, verse 41. Psalms, 78, verse 41. Psalm 78, I'm sorry, verse 44. And had turned their rivers into blood and their food that they could not drink. Psalm 78, verse 44. Okay, I'm sorry. Psalm 78, verse 43. How... He had walked his signs in Egypt 
and its wonders and the field of Zion. You know, when the children of Israel and God was freeing them, they had to believe that they had to put the blood which sip it on the door post. And the spirit of death would go through all of Egypt to kill the firstborn of every child. The Israelis put that hyssop and protected themselves by that blood. They had to have faith to receive that miracle. That was a miracle. And miracles happen through your faith. And the Israelis believed God when they told him, they, they told God, Moses said, go tell them to put the blood of the lamb blood on the doorpost. So when the spirit of death was going through, those two children were saved because of obedience. That was a miracle because that death spirit was killing everybody. God performed miracles in wonderful ways. And don't limit God in your mind of how he can perform miracles. Demons are not only caused to hinder him today. Sometimes it is not a matter of praying for him, but casting out of devils. You may have a demon of infirmity. See Luke 13, chapter 10, verse 11. Another thing can really shut down a miracle that you you praying for, and demons start attacking you with depression. When that thing hits you, where's your faith? See, the devil got all kind of tricks. The fiery darts of the enemy. We need to know the fact. We really need to learn deliverance because I don't really believe you can be a Christian effectively if you don't understand spiritual warfare. If you don't understand how to fight the good fight of faith, God tells us that. That's how you get your miracles. We want somebody to do it instantly, easy for us, a fly-by blow of our night. It don't work like that. But some of you have believed that. And then you, have, you take your natural mind and start sizing up God and start analyzing God, and now you're going to bring your request to God. You're out of order. God can't work with no vessel like that. Another thing that can stop your miracles that you've given the devil place in your life that can hinder your faith, that can hinder you believing in that thing to make it come to pass. In Ephesians 4.27 it says, Neither give place to the devil. Are you giving a place to the devil with depression? Because depression can definitely block you from receiving God's words and his healing. Another thing, complaining and murmuring. Boy, being, diso- <laughs> being disobedience, don't murmur against God. Many times we can, fa- we can fail to receive healing because we do not want what the Lord says, whether it is to forgive jump in the pool seven times, do something you could not do. Many times we are disobedient to the Lord's strategies for our healing. Steps of obedience releases healing. That's your miracles. Steps of obedience releases healing. Has God spoken to you about an area of obedience? Have you responded? In John chapter 2, 5, his mother said to the servant, whatever he says to, to you, do it. Whatever God says to you tonight, do it. Go to John chapter 2, 5. Whatever he says to you tonight, you do the word of God, and you'll get a miracle. Do whatever the word tells you. I know people that refer to respond to a word of knowledge or separate themselves from an area of sin in their life. I have been in meetings when God asked people to do something in faith they cannot do. And they refuse because they say, I don't feel or see change. I don't feel or see change. Most of you can't get no miracles. You're trying to fill a miracle. 
You can't feel a miracle in the flesh. You got to say, well, I, I don't feel it yet. I, I just don't feel right what I said. I don't believe. And your miracle gone because you are sucked up by humanism. You are sucked up by feeling something inwardly. And that can choke your faith. And when it chokes your faith, you definitely ain't going to get no miracle. Prayerlessness. Sometimes you don't pray. The Bible says pray without ceasing. Let me show you something. You want a miracle, you better keep praying. Oh, I don't feel like it today, Pastor. The Bible didn't say that. I I'll pray tomorrow. I'm going to call you and let you pray for me. No, you don't call me. You're going to get on yourself and you're going to pray. Don't call, call me. And some of y'all do that. I'm not getting on nobody. I'm talking about through the years. I'm going to let the devil come up and he's picking on me. I know when them demons can come. I'm going to shut that down right now. I'm only saying what I have experienced in years. And if the shoe fit, then wear it and change it. The Bible says, pray without ceasing. First Thessalonians 5.17. Are you doing that? In those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Ezra, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, for ye shall die and not live. Then he turned his face toward the wall and prayed the Lord, saying, Remember me, O Lord, I pray, how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what was good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. And it happened, before Isaiah had gone out into the middle court, that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people. Thus saith the Lord, thy God of David, your father, I have heard your prayers. I have seen your tears. Surely I will heal you. On the third day, you shall go up to the house of the Lord. And I will add to your days 15 years. I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city for my sake and for the sake of my servant David. We need to be like that persistently. When the disciples asked Jesus how to pray effectively, he response was, do not give up until it happens. Keep being persistent and you will get your miracles. We also have the parable of the persistent widow. Stay persistent with God. Don't be a prayerless. Stay on it. Keep believing, Lord, I thank you for this miracle. You don't have to call nobody and say, well, I, 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 I see the Lord tell me, y'all moving on y'all feelings, man. And this weighing you out. You, this can't get done on feelings. In Luke 18, 1 through 8, then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart, saying, there was a certain city, a judge who did not fear God, nor regret man. Now, there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, Get justice for me, for my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward, he said within himself, Thought, I do not fear God, nor regret man. Yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, least by her continuing coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his only elect who cry out day and night to him? He bears long with them, I tell you, that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man come, 
when he really finds faith, or will he really find faith in the earth? Many times we fail to receive healing because we give up after not seeing immediately results. And I see people do this over and over and over. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, 6, God is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Don't give up. Also, check out ungodly attitudes toward leaders. That can definitely hinder your, your ministry. You're judging uh, a leader. Don't judge a leader of God. Ignorance can shut you down for miracles. Many times we fail to receive healing because we do not know what God's will is. Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. Natural realm. Sometimes God gives us good wisdom about nature and eating and our vitamins. Still, God can use doctors as medicine for healing also. See, we, we, you don't, don't say, well, it, it got to be a miracle. What about the Lord don't zap you the way you want to get zapped and he'll send a doctor to you that can remove that cancer? That's still getting healed by God because God created in them the wisdom. Use wisdom, brothers and sisters. Watch, it's final, watch your confession. See, your, your confession can make it happen. Your confession can make it happen. When you confess God's word and believe and stand on his word, you can get that miracle. Proverbs 18, 20, 21, a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the product of his lips he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those that love it will eat its fruit. Stay using the word on your mouth for your miracle. The word says, I shall not die but, heal, but, but live, and declare the works of the Lord. I was driving one night, and I felt a very strong pain in my chest. I just got back from doing an exorcism with a Satanist, and my chest was hurting, and I felt pressure on my chest. And I said, I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. I'm not going to die today. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. I shall not die but live and declare. And I said that and I said that and that pain left. you got to do that with your miracle also. Watch what you say. Don't bring that doubt to God. Don't come calling me when I don't know what to do. Stop being a wimp. Stand up and be a soldier. Second Timothy 2, 3, a hardened soldier of God and believe on God's word. It's very simple. Please don't forget this before we close. I want to go back to Romans 16.9. Very easy. We're talking about miracles. We're also talking about what can stop your miracles. We've got a good diet of this tonight. Romans, again, chapter 16, verse 19. For your obedience is come aboard unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. Keep evil out your life. Stay consistent. Confess God's word. There is one who speaks like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. That go your healing there with your mouth. Proverbs twelve eighteen. There's your miracle. But do it consistency. Next day you doubt God. Well, I don't see the miracle. Now you're mad at God. Now you call the preacher. You're mad at him. You get mad at the preacher because you ain't getting healed. Don't come. I've had people get mad at me because that's what they see. That means that their faith is not grown. They're looking at me. You get your eyes off me. 
because I'm not your savior. I'm just a messenger. I'm your pastor, but I'm not your savior. I cannot be your savior. I cannot do nothing that Jesus can do. Only me can just believe and, and, and follow the path just like you. Anxiousness, fear, and worry, that shuts off all sicknesses. Sometimes what is going on in our hearts can hinder our healing, even to the cause of sickness. In Proverbs 14.30, a sound heart, tranquil, peaceful, is life to the body, but envy is rottenness to his bones. When we are not at peace in our heart, it can be the cause of sicknesses. Another thing that can stop miracles is a hardened heart. Hardened heart means to form a charism against a defined spirit. It's called a stiff-necked spirit in Acts 7.51, stubbornness. That really blocks uh, your, your healing. Negative influences can definitely can stop miracles also. In Mark chapter 5, verse 35, while he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? Jairus nearly lost his daughter because the people and the circumstances said to give up. The people told him that. Do not uh, uh, feed your spirit with hearsay and those who are trying to keep you from what God wants you to have. There will always be those negative voices speaking through your mind. You must cast that down in order to get healed. Casting down all imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. I pray that this ministry has been a blessing to you this evening. I pray that you have learned something about healing, what stops your miracles. I tell you, that was a good one tonight. And they're all good because it comes from the Lord. I try to teach as simple as possible. If you are interested in this ministry, email us at livedeliverance at gmail.com. Again, livedeliverance at gmail.com. Please sow a seed here at Live Deliverance Internet Radio. We have a secure PayPal site. Please go to our site at www.livedeliverance.com and go at the bottom where it says donations. All right, Chaplain John Durden, you got the mic. Good evening, everybody. Uh, Every time the Holy Spirit gives you something, it is really a learning process, and I just love it, you know, because a lot of these things when we were in church, even in schools, in four years of seminary, three years of seminary and all that stuff, going to get advanced degrees and all, and you still don't hear a lot of that stuff that we hear from your mouth, and that is because the Holy Spirit is telling you what to say. And I really focus on that because a lot of people still, like, we, I get cussed out every day, John. But dang it, you know you giving him that, you B-I-T-C-H. You know you giving him this. He saying this ain't no way because he just got a high school diploma. Well, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John didn't have a high school. I just only had a high school degree themselves. And I really enjoyed the session. I just be glad that I don't have to be screaming and hollering every day. I'm like, I tell him what to say. Even if, if even if I wanted to, I wouldn't. I'm not stupid because if I try to claim some of that glory, how how um, well he's speaking and getting interpreting the Bible and the Scripture, man, shoot, I went to school like all you guys. A lot of that stuff he was saying, I didn't get it myself, you know. And I'm not so proud that I can say I'm learning for somebody with just a with a high school diploma, maybe one year of college. That can happen to all of us because I think about how the Lord persuaded me. He says, uh, "Did Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John went to uh, degree?" Are they bishops? And I go, no, Lord. 
And I go, okay, I got it. That's because those guys are living a righteous life. They live. And when then I kind of compare with Brother Him, and I go, what? And I stop, and the Holy Spirit says, study it. Look, look at him. And I go, oh, I remember when he was uh, with me at the hospital for three years. I, I brought him over because he had no one, no friends, nobody, and, and he was the next gangster. So I brought him. And the Lord taught him right there at the hospital and taught him at home. Every time the Lord teaches something, the Lord says, I go over there and tell John what I just told you. He went, Brother John, Brother John. And you know what the Lord said? And I said, I be dog. He is hearing the Lord because he know, he doesn't know that. And that's that Lord still teaching him. And then <clears throat> the ultimate, he does uh, three um, three months, no, three years of fasting, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And he was sitting under me all that time, sitting over in that other office, reading that Bible from sunup to sundown. And then when I go to his house unexpectedly, you, this so help me God what I'm about to say, the Lord be teaching him. The Lord be telling him that. And I sat there on the sofa and listen, I couldn't believe it. I had. He said, Lord just told me so and so and so. I said, That's right. The Lord, you know what else he just told me? And then he'd be riding on a blackboard and sometimes the Lord be speaking to him and uh and he can he can be riding what the Lord tells him to write, man. It's amazing. God wants all of us to just be sold out to him and love him with all our hearts. And uh, I enjoyed the uh the topic tonight on miracles and God bless you. That's what I'm working on, but mostly right now. I'm working on really hearing the Lord just like uh, Brother Emmett's hearing him. I mean, and he's not reading. You can see the way he's talking. And you know what's on some And then, man, I don't write no giving nobody no story. And you know what? And guess what? No, I don't write like that, you know. And and he just goes on just flow. And sometimes you hear him going, So he's speaking in tongues. You know why? He's he's receiving what the Holy Spirit gives him to say. Sometimes the Holy Spirit knows that he needs to say something else. And then you hear him going, and then go back into English, and that's why he should get here. He, the Holy Spirit is feeding his spirit, and he just flowing. And he, the way he was going, you ought to know, in the way in the world, he was leaning over pulpit, reading some notes. The way he articulated, communicate that 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 information to us this afternoon, uh, he can. That wasn't something you read like that. You don't read like that. He was actually the way the Holy Spirit telling, but the Holy Spirit let him be use his own personal, you know. Uh, 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 self and habits, but God, the Holy Spirit was telling him exactly what to say. I couldn't repeat all that stuff he said tonight. I ain't gonna lie. I could sit there, Pastor. Yes, yes, yes. I told him what to say. Don't tell him I told you. Man, the Lord will strike me down dead. I ain't gonna get no glory from the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna say this for the last time. Ain't no way in the world I'm gonna get that the way he's teaching it and say, I told him that. Ha <laughs> ha. See how big and see I can teach. Yeah. Man, I'd be scared to go to bed because I think I won't wake up the next morning. Because I'm not going to steal God's glory. That's what happened. And I know I know several, several guys around here that speak just like him and just got a high school diploma. And I'm pretty sure y'all probably know some guys like that in your own, own hometown. He's just looking for vessels that sold out to him completely. Ain't lying. He's speaking of praising the Lord on Sunday and messing around on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then be holy on Sunday. Uh-uh. No, we have to give an account for everything we do and everything we say when our time comes. And I just give God the glory when he used that young man. And that's an ex-gangster talking to y'all. An ex-gangster that will kill you on the spot if you say something he didn't like. And he, I mean, he was a, I mean, he was the baddest all in the military. And then he became a gangster if he got, because nobody would hire him, because he talked so rough and everything else. Everybody was scared. Said, no, we don't want you, man. You'd be a, even the police wouldn't hire him. Uh, he was a Navy SEAL and all the others, man. And the police know would hire him because he'd say every example, illustration they give him, say, what would happen if you go to help, help a family who's having a problem at their home? 
and, and you go knock on the door and you say, well, we changed our mind. We don't need the police. You need to go. You say, well, what's the problem? You know, I came here and man, man, who's got, he, he scared the britches off. He don't take no trash off. And even to this day, he don't take no trash off, off your man, you know. And so um, he's full of the Holy Spirit. He's full of the Holy Spirit. I enjoy the session. And the reason I'm not afraid or shy or ashamed to say I learned from it because it's not him. But everybody can't see the Holy Spirit. They see me. They've been doing that for a whole year. And what it really hurts when they say, we don't want to speak to him. We want to speak to uh, Chaplain John Dirk. We want to speak to John. And he just passing on being just as humble as he can be. He gives me the phone. I said, man, you know, don't take that. You know, he said, no, no, no. They say, you know, I'm ignorant and I don't have no education. I said, okay, man. You know, and then I then I kind of summarized. I used to summarize it, and the guy said, "No, don't summarize it no more. Just tell how you enjoyed the session." Because when we first started, I used to summarize everything you said. But the Lord said, "Uh-uh, I don't need you to summarize." So there's some things you take you, you misunderstood, and there are some things you take under text when you're trying to summarize what He's saying. So just listen to your brother and just tell him whether you enjoy it, enjoyed it or not. So God put a put a stoppage on me. He says, "Nope, no more, no more, no more summaries." He said what I wanted to say. If they don't understand it, that's their problem. So that's how come y'all find out that he don't ask me to summarize. I don't summarize him because that was direct instruction from the Lord, saying, uh, we don't need John. Just to, they, you saying what I'm saying. If they can't pick that up, that's their behind. So everything y'all hear, y'all, that's the Holy Spirit telling them what to say, sir. God bless you. Enjoy the session. Enjoy the session. Thank God. So we'll see you here at com www.livedeliverance.com We'll be back streaming in the United States late tomorrow night, early in the morning, next morning. We'll be streaming back in the U.S. Same broadcast, same time, just in a different country. God bless and shalom. Please give your tithes and offerings to Live Deliverance to that radio. We'll receive whatever God sends to you. The Bible says that we rejoice through small things, and I thank God for whatever you give at www.livedeliverance.com on the lower left-hand side of the PayPal. There's the icon to give. Shalom and God bless. <laughs>